0: such a heart-rending thing when you start listening to that and when you know the story and maybe new part of the story and um, hear the whole story there. It's kind of especially, I think, poignant this morning in the uh, 930 service. I talked to a family afterwards who had just lost a, a, a close friend to Lou Gehrig's disease. So it was especially emotional to them. It doesn't have to be Lou Gehrig's disease for us to come to grips with this very difficult question of life. Every year in the last, uh, since we've been doing this best of series, we call it. Those of you who don't know what that is, every May for the last uh, four years, we've been just taking a, put a ballot out. What message would you like to hear again? And I I look back on the records and every summer, we have dealt with some some general subject around this whole thing of why why do bad things happen to good people i mean it's a question that we just continue to deal with and it's it no matter how strong our faith may be no matter how quote unquote mature we may be as a christian or a follower of jesus it's still one of those issues that we still got, we need we got to be honest with and we we got to approach with some integrity and some authenticity, and recognize that there aren't always answers. So here's what I want to do with this, and, and I want to just, I'm taking sort of, a, I'm combining some things and some other things of what I've done before, and I'm just going to talk about five, five facts about life, faith, and bad breaks, we're going to call it, um, handling the bad breaks of life, if you want to call it that way. Um, why do bad things happen to good people? I'm, just going to give you, I'm going to go through five bullets and, and try to get you to think along these lines with me. Hopefully I can, I can give you something that, that if you are in this or when you do go through something like this, it'll give you something to think about and, and maybe even pray about. Because these are issues that all of us at one time or another will have to deal with it. Those of you who are dealing with it now don't need my exhortation to think about it. Those of you who things are going pretty good for right now, you, know, you might want to file it in the back burner, as my professor, professor used to say. File it in the back burner and because and, um, um, you, you, you never know when you may need to, to recall this and think about this a little bit. So five things, very quick. Number one, bad breaks, we're going to call it that, are part of your story. You know, bad breaks are part of your story, part of your life. We've all had them. We're going to talk about where they come from in just a moment. But basically, what I want to say on this is, we're all broken, living in a broken world. We live in a world that is fallen. And furthermore, that world is filled with fallen people, of which I'm one, and you're one. So we, we start there. This whole thing that we need to understand is that there is, there is this thing called fallenness, brokenness, whatever you want to call it, in the world in which we live. Because one of the things that happens inevitably when you deal with these kind of issues is somebody will, 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 will say, well, why, why did God let this person have cancer or, or Lou Gehrig's disease or, or, or why did God allow this, this horrible hurricane or tsunami or whatever it might be? Why did God, let me, th- let me tell you something real quick. We can just settle that one real easy. God created a perfect world. Who screwed it up? I did. Oh, and you helped me. Mankind screwed it up. Whatever your interpretation of Adam and Eve in Genesis and and, and original sin, whatever view you want to have of that, at the end of the day, what you have to come away with is whether it was federal headship, whether it was symbolic headship, whether it was literal or whatever it was, a thing called sin entered the world. And with it came decay destruction, lying, stealing, cheating, disease, abuse, cancer. I realize I'm being repetitious. That's how it all, that's where it started. So God created a perfect world. Mankind is fallen. And you know what's kind of interesting to me is when you talk to people, even people who who are still not real sure about some of their areas of faith, um, and, and, and how much they have or if they even have any one of the things that I've learned in my life in recent years is you don't really have to make too strong of an argument to get people to understand that they're fallen and they live in a fallen world even the hardcore agnostic usually will admit yeah there's a lot of evil in the world you know, so and then you get into causes and so forth and you get into other discussions but let me show you what Romans book of Romans New Testament the apostle Paul says it this way He's talking about this curse that was brought upon the earth because mankind sinned. And he says, against its will, everything on earth was subjected to God's curse. All creation anticipates the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. He's talking about when, when Jesus comes back again or when, when you die and go to be in heaven, you go to be with God. So bad breaks are a part of your story, all of our stories. Now, aside from that, let me give you a second bullet because you need to see this. And this, this, this comes right on top of that. Bad breaks come in many colors. You say, what does that mean? Well, sometimes they're your fault. Sometimes they're somebody else's fault. And sometimes they're nobody's fault. And that's an issue that we have to deal with. And, you know, be careful about always trying to point a finger. Well, you did this. Well, God did this. Or, or the, be careful with that. Bad breaks come in many different colors. And, and, the, tr- and the, the truth of the matter is we don't always, in many cases, we don't have a clue what's going on here with that. We try to do the best we can with it, but we don't know what's going on here. One of my, uh, well, Romans makes it very clear. Romans in, in chapter 3 puts it this way. Uh, For all have sinned. That's you and me. All, all have all fall short of God's mark, in the in the in the in the original. It's and continue to fall short. None of us are perfect, and uh, we're not going to achieve that perfection any time in, in this in this lifetime. So here's what I want you to see: bad breaks come in many colors. Sometimes it is your fault. Sometimes good people do stupid things, and they reap the consequences of that. That's never a fun thing to go through. We've all done that: got caught in a lie, or or made some really stupid decision. And had to pay the consequences, whether that be in whatever form that might be. So we've all done it. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes somebody else does something, and I, and I didn't see it coming. I didn't deserve it. And, and they, they did this, and it really hurt me, and it hurt me deeply, and I didn't cause it. And that's not fair. That happens. And sometimes, it's nobody's fault. It's just because we live in a fallen world. And it's so very challenging to deal with that so let me show you this third thing because this deals with that last one bad breaks can be catastrophic i mean they can just they can just rock our world in a negative way one of the one of the people i always turn to for that because we need to think about this because some things never make sense um they will never make sense and and the only way we can even mentally tolerate it is because we re, to stop and realize we live in a broken world a job in the Old Testament. He had that issue, and maybe you've, you've, you've heard the story of Job and how what a rich man he was and very prosperous, and, and he lost it all. It's always interesting to me, I just throw this in, it's always interesting to me how, how when people are going through a tough time, sometimes they'll compare themselves, you know, a number of times I've talked to, to guys going through some business issues, and, and they compare themselves to Job, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to be unsympathetic, But let's read what the Bible says about Job. Chapter 1 talks about Job was a perfect, in in the Hebrew, it puts it this way, a perfect and upright man. I said, so Job really didn't cause any of this. This just happened. It's part of the world that he was living in. And so Job goes through the whole thing and he loses really everything. He loses everything except his wife who at times was, was, was not the woman she should have been. She's the one that told him at one point, curse God and die. Probably not a good... Thing to say at that point point. Um, and she said some other things and, and, and but, but but he lost every he' lost his family lost all of his possessions lost lost his health lost his children and so forth and finally he keeps asking God why God why God why God and that's, that's part of the whole quest of job why and, 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 and late in the chapter late in the book excuse me of job God does answer him and I, I'll tell you I'll, let me read the answer to you and I'll just kind of kind of give you what I think that, that, He's saying, here it is, Genesis, uh, I'm sorry, Job chapter 38. Where were you, Job, when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Do you know how its dimensions were determined? And who did the surveying? What supports its foundations? And who laid its cornerstone, Job? Later on, he goes through like three or four chapters of this. God does. And later on, Job kind of... In my terminology, it kind of goes, whoops, sorry, (laughs) didn't mean to ask. Bottom line is God is saying, Job, you don't have a, you don't have a, God wouldn't say this, but I will. God says, Job, you don't have a freaking clue what's going on, you know, that's what he's saying, you you really don't. And one of the purposes that God had, one, we don't know all of them, but one of them was for Job to become more aware of who God is. And he, and he did and was and was deepened in that way. So my, my point to this thing is many times when we, those of us who, who are in, in, in faith, in particular the Christian faith, will say, oh, it's going to work out, it's going to work out, it's going to be okay. It may not. Let's be honest. It may not. Now, I do believe that somehow, some way, God's going to work that out in the next life because I believe life is more than just life on earth. And the Bible clearly teaches that. But let's, we, we need to be honest for our purposes here and say sometimes bad breaks, while they come in many colors, many times they can be catastrophic. And that's why I'm going to tell you this now, I'm going to tell you this again in a minute, that's why you only got one thing you can do. And that's trust Almighty God. Let me show you a fourth thing, Um, because I got to mention this just to be, I mean, because I I just, I want to. Um, Bad breaks, yeah, they can be catastrophic, but bad breaks can also be the best thing that ever happened. And sometimes some of us have experienced those, those job failures or maybe even a marriage failure or maybe even something else, a health thing, that ends up in the long run to make us stronger and, and, and to really have something, something really cool going on in our lives that may not have happened or would not have happened had all this other stuff not taken place. Maybe it was my fault, maybe it was somebody else's fault, maybe it was nobody's fault. But sometimes bad breaks can be the best thing that ever happened. That was the case in Joseph's life in the Old Testament. Some of you may know the story, but he was sold into slavery by his family. Uh, He was basically, you know, left for dead. kept landing and he kept getting into more situations. None of them were his fault. And he finally ends up with his brothers. And he has that, what I call, the ultimate come-to-Jesus meeting because he's in power, the most powerful man in Egypt. He's meeting with his family and his brothers, and they know what they tried to do to him. They're not sure he recognizes them, but he does. And they're like, oh, you're going to kill us now, aren't you? And he's like, I'm giving you the brief story. And and he's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. And look what he says. Don't you see? You planned evil against me. But God used those same plans for my good. You meant it for, one Bible says, you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. I love that verse. So you can see all that you see right now, many people are alive because of of Joseph's being there. Sometimes bad breaks can be the best thing that ever happened. And we can see that. And those are the good ones. Those 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 are great. Now, let me just throw something in. Because... You say, well, that's great, Now I, I like hearing that, but what I'm going through right now, I, I, <clears throat> how is it going to end, Rich? Is it going to be catastrophic, or is it going to be the best thing that ever happened? I don't know. I don't know. I love dramas, and I love, I love history, and I love biographies. And one of the reasons I love biographies is because usually, I mean, I read biographies of of, of people that I know a little bit about, Abraham Lincoln, or, or, or Thomas Jefferson, or... or uh, um, Right now, uh, womet uh, the, the greatest game ever played—great book, and it's it's about uh, Francis womet from uh, Brookline, Mass, and won the first U.S. Open in 1913. Terrible background, <clears throat> father who didn't just a father who was unreasonable. Uh, anyway, I tell you all when I'm reading these books, I, I see I'm I'm like participating here. I'm like I'm like you know looking at this, and I'm like, hang on, hang on, because I know I know what's coming. I know what's coming, you know. You know? And sometimes I can't help but believe that's the way God is. Hey, Rich, hang on now, hang on. You don't know what you don't know what's going to happen down here, and I do. So, so sometimes, you know, every time we have to, do, and we don't know how that's going to end. That's why we got to trust somebody bigger than ourselves. That's why we have to trust God. Because if you don't, you you are you are one. Don't take this personally. If you if you don't do that, you're one pathetic individual you really are because you, you you got nothing you got yourself and, and, and sometimes the best of us that's not much you know sometimes I, I don't mean to offend you but I say that about myself too trust myself that's 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 not good not good um, all right so let's go to this last thing I want to show this last thing because that's I want to go into more of what I just kind of touched on right there Fifth little bullet point that I have for you, you always have the choice, or have a choice to respond positively. This is what it comes down to. A lot of things we don't understand, a lot of things we may understand, a lot of things we may not understand at the end of the day and after several years. But here's what we do, here's what we do know, and that is we have the choice, we have the choice to respond positively Now. Um, doesn't mean we're going to understand everything. Let me show you a verse, another from the Bible, another you know, one of my life verses that I like a lot. There are some things the Lord God has kept secret, but there are some things that He's let us know. These things belong to us and our children forever so that we will do everything in these teachings. There are some things you don't know and you will never know, but there are some things you do know. My version of that, let God be God, there are some things you will never understand, but seek to live with integrity, the things that you do know. You may not understand certain things, but I do know this. I do know it's revealed in the Bible that I'm supposed to love the Lord thy God with all my heart, soul, and mind, and I'm to love others as myself. It's not a secret. Um, one of the things, whatever you might think of him, I wanna, one of the things that... Uh, I want to share with you from an author you may have heard of. He's kind of a motivational kind of guy. We are the only beings on the planet who lead such rich internal lives that it's not the events that matter most to us, but rather it's how we interpret those events that will determine how we live about ourselves and, and how we will act in the future. Robbins, Anthony Robbins. I, I, it's how we interpret those events that will determine how we think about ourselves and how we will act in the future. The point being this, he doesn't say this, but I can, I can add on to it, and that is, if you can't interpret these, in, these, these events from a, from a worldview of there is a God in heaven, and he loves me more than I can possibly imagine, if you can't interpret these events from that worldview, you've you got issues, man. You got, I mean, you're going to have issues anyway, but you got deeper issues. That's why Jesus came. To give us the ability to have an understanding of who God is. Not an understanding of everything that happens. Because anybody that tells you that's just lying or crazy, one or the other. But to give us an ability to have, a, to have a relationship with God, an understanding of who God is, and His intense love and care for us. That's why Jesus came. And sometimes, sometimes we can do nothing more than say, Oh God, just help me to trust you with this. I'm trying to do the best I can, but help me to trust you with this. Because I know one thing. I know that God only has my best interest in His heart, in His mind. I may not be true about a lot of other people and a lot of other things going on, but God does. So that's that's where we start. It comes down to trust. You know, who are you going to trust? I want to read this quote from a, Preacher, minister, one whom I like very much. Um, older guy, still around with us today. <clears throat> Met him a couple of times. Great, just a great uh, minister. He said this, Charles Swindoll, I said this, and uh, just, just follow along, because just. I think this just says it all. Words can never adequately convey the incredible impact of our attitude toward life. The longer I live, the more convinced I become that life, watch this, watch this, life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we respond to it. I believe the single most significant decision I make on a day-to-day basis is my choice of attitude. It is more important than my past, my education, my bankroll, my successes or failures, fame or pain, what other people think of me or say about me, my circumstances or my position. Attitude keeps me going or cripples my progress. Get that again. Attitude keeps me going or cripples my progress. It alone fuels my fire or assaults my hope. When my attitudes are right, there is no barrier too high, no valley too deep, no dream too extreme, and no challenge too great for me. And all I can say to that is, hear, hear. That's what it comes down to. Is this going to help me understand some of those horrible tragedies better? Probably not. And some of those things I may understand, but it may be several years down the road. Some of those I may never. But in the meantime, I can choose to have an attitude that will trust an almighty God who has stated over and over and over again, He loves you more than you can possibly fathom. No, it's very easy. A guy told me this a long time ago. About two years before he passed away. He said it's easy to trust God with the things you understand. It takes a deep faith to trust God with the things that you don't understand. And that you think are just flat out unfair. And that's when God wants us to trust Him the most because the options are what? Bitterness, whining, complaining about life, disenchantment with God, disenchantment with yourself, and a whole boatload of other things that we don't want to go into. It's easy to trust God with the things you understand. It takes a deep faith to trust God with the things that you don't understand. Let's pray together. God, these are... These are lessons that, that we need in our heart and in our mind daily. We thank you, God. We thank you for your love and your grace that Jesus came and, and lived and suffered and died and rose again to give us the ability to have a relationship with you. Not that we're always going to, because of that, have an understanding of everything that's going to go on, but we have a deep trust. Then or can have a deep trust in the creator of life, the Lord God. We thank you for that and we thank you for just being able to stop and think. Pray that you would guide our thoughts, our prayers, our discussions in the days to come as we just sort of mull over this a little bit and ponder it even more. And we thank you for the grace and the love, forgiveness that you give to all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.